Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Zap! And on this stop of the mission, we are going to spend some time with 2022's The Woman King, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood and starring Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Thusa Mbidu, mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch, mm-hmm. Sheila Atim, mm-hmm. and John Boyega. But before we get to that, so uh, what's going on, Lynn? You, you, you look, something, something's different. Did you, are those new glasses? Welcome to Fantasy Island, ladies and gentlemen, as we are coming to you live from Manny Young Studios, the new home of the Michaud Mission. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Oh, it's classy. I, it looks so... I know, right? It's so, so delicious. I was saying, I feel like maybe we should have on smoking jackets. You just... You, like, any reason for you to get in a smoking jacket? In a jacket smoking jacket, So right. you can have your, your right, elbow right, have patches. Elbows, yeah. You so, just... Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's it's, this, it's the same old show. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, the spirit remains the same. We are who we are. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try and give you... Uh, a little bit of flavor. This is going to be a work in progress. This is our inaugural run out an here. Inaugural run. From Manny Young Studios. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. things might be switching up from week to week, but stick with us because we promise you a good time as always. All right. You're supposed to be looking at that camera now. Okay, well, I'll be looking at this camera now. <laughs> this is, it's a whole new world. When the light is new, red, exciting that's points the camera. of view. That's, that's a, my point that's, of view, Vincent. That's right. So it's like, looking at me. It's right. my camera. Now. It's weird because the group, see, now that's red. See, now you look this way. So now you look there. It's weird because <laughs> when it's green, you think green means go. I know. But no. really, green means go to the red light. <laughs> See how that works? I'd already gotten that in my head where I said green means go to the red light. But the problem is, is that I am colorblind. So all I'm seeing are lights. Is that true? Yes. I'm just seeing. Are you really? Yeah, I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. How did I never know that? We never asked. I am colorblind. So, I mean, like, I can see colors. The world's not black and white. That is amazing. It's not black and white. But, like, I know that that one that's looking at me now is green, I believe. Yeah, yo, it is. It is. Which means that that one should be the hot one, which is now green, that I'm looking at it. That is amazing. I know. I never knew that. I I know. So I will just be bouncing back and forth. Wow. You know what? I've always thought that I had a level of of colorblindness between blue and purple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like my blue blue purples. Kind of run together sometimes. Yeah, that's common. Mine and is, I'm not sure. Mine is the what. red and greens. Okay, um, but 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 mine is it's the red. It's it's the spectrum because I'm blue, purple. I'm red, okay. greens. It's like it's everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you really do learn something new every day. That's why you watch the Me Show Mission, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on? <laughs> Anything else you want to reveal to me? <laughs> No, that's it. Also, I'm allergic to tree nuts. <laughs> tree nuts? What? I, don't, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I was just thinking. I've never even like, heard of tree nuts. It's like, like walnuts and things. I think. Oh, it's just, yeah, oh, like, I didn't. I've never heard them called tree nuts. Right. But, but, are, are peanuts tree nuts? I'm not sure. But walnuts are tree nuts. I believe so. 
and acorns. I believe so. Okay. All right. Well, please carry on. <laughs> yes. Can I continue with the show now? Look, <laughs> you got some more, <laughs> some, some more personal fact you want to drop <laughs> that I haven't known since knowing you for 10 years. <laughs> no, that's it. Anything else? Right. That's it. This isn't my arm. <laughs> Before, <laughs> oh God! Anyway, I worship Satan. <laughs> Whoa, hold up! Okay, hold up! All right, all right. That shit ain't fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking things yeah. that have never come up. I want to duly noted that he was thinking that, that about I was thinking, but but you are not worshiping Satan, yeah. not me. Yeah. Speaking of Satan, did you see the <laughs> did you see the Chris Rock special on Netflix? <laughs> You know what? I didn't. I, I, I believe it's called selective outrage. Right, right. In full disclosure, I watched maybe about 15 minutes. Really? I got all the way up to the Elon Musk blowjob jokes. Okay. Okay. I got bored. Mm-hmm. I turned it off. Okay. My plan was to watch two episodes of Poker Face. Okay. Because I'm too behind. All right. But then the one episode that I watched, I enjoyed so much mm-hmm. that I just sort of luxuriated in it. And then I turned on the Xbox. Oh, wow. And so, then the next day I saw the the last 10 minutes where he actually talked about the slap. Well, where he mentions Will Smith. Will Smith, but he talks about Jada Pinkett. Now, you only made it through the first 15 minutes of the show proper. Yes. that You weren't a fan. I thought it was hacky. Yeah. I thought it was hacky. I thought it was, I I, I thought for Chris Rock to be Chris Rock, Mm -hmm. you know, legitimately an iconic, legendary comedian. Yeah. It just sort of felt beneath him. It just sort of felt like, like you're telling Lululemon jokes and, and woke joke. Like, like how are you Chris Rock and you're telling jokes about being woke? Well, I don't. In 2023, like, like it felt like this is something. In 2020, someone would have been talking about. Maybe so, but I didn't so much mind the woke jokes as it didn't sound like he was adding anything new to the conversation. Right. Well, that's coming coming with any type of new insight, which is what you would think of from Chris Rock. You would think that he was going to give you at least uh, a provocative perspective on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't feel like there was anything there. I did also feel like you said like it was a little hacky. Yeah. Um, a little little like just he didn't see he didn't seem tuned into it. I you know? Yeah. Um, but that so and, and that seems to be the the overall criticism sure. of, of of it. And I'm not even gonna touch on what he had to say about the slap and all that type of stuff, because actually I one, I didn't think it was funny, and two, I thought that what he said was beneath him as well. I mean, unfortunately, to what we're saying, that's the only reason anyone's talking about it. Exactly. Exactly. But but the thing that came to my mind, though, is especially because you just said Chris Rock is this legendary, iconic comedian. Right. right? Is he, though, not saying that he's not great, not saying that he hasn't been someone who put on a legitimately outstanding, great Hall of Fame special years ago 
with I can't even remember the name of it. I think Bring the Pain. Bring the Pain. It was Bring the Pain. And um what's the one with black in the title? Um Black as a Rock. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, like to me, Bring the Pain, that that was it. Right, right. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Right. If you may want to argue about the the other one that you're talking about, his Netflix specials certainly have been more hit or miss. Usually people can't see us kind of pick up things and start. Yeah, go, go pick, up the, pick up the things. My question to you about that is this. He's got Bring the Pain, right? Yes. Legitimately Hall of Fame stuff, okay? Right. But to be an iconic comedian, and we're just talking comedian. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay? I would think that you need at least two legendary performances. More if you can do it, right. but at least two. And I only and I and I primarily say two because Eddie Murphy is legitimately an iconic Hall of Fame comedian, but he really only has the two right, right performances. Right, right. You know, um, people oh, yeah, bigger and blacker, bigger and blacker. Yeah, I think bigger and blacker is legitimately. OK, that was a, a that, classic. That, it was it was it was very, very good. Yeah. I don't think it was better during the pain. I don't think it was better, but I think people repeat jokes from, from there as blacker. well. Right. As well. Um, OK, so I guess. All right. So then I guess he is passing. Yeah, the litmus yeah test absolutely. Because I was I was wondering whether or not he actually passed that limit. I honestly forgot about bigger and blacker. Yeah. So, OK. All right. You know, it's 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 funny. I and and we were talking before we start um, taping mm-hmm. a, about how and I, I don't know if it was Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy talked about the challenges they face as comedians of their stature because they can't work their material. Yeah, in the clubs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a because everyone is taping, but b I think they have so much goodwill already that they don't get honest feedback and although yes. i know chris rock has been on the road and has been working this again it just wasn't that sharp mm-hmm. you know for it to be chris rock you know i know a lot of people didn't like tambourine yeah i i thought tambourine was a little bit more introspective me too and and i do think once you get to a certain point as a comedian that's the path you kind of have to go like you have to go inside mm-hmm. because you know, like, like you're, you're rich, you're famous. Like, like you can't make jokes about the self checkout at target right. and how people go and don't right. know how to use it. Right. Like at, you're at the point where you, you just are completely out of touch with reality. Right. So you got to do like Richard Pryor did and, and go, go inside and go deep. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think Chris rock is at the point with the post slap life mm-hmm. that I don't know if he was going to do that. Like you said, you don't want to talk about the last 10 minutes, but again, like it's, it, it's like, how are you not going to talk about the last 10 minutes? Like, you know, besides that, how was the play Mrs. Lincoln? Right. Um, you know, I, I thought it was intellectually dishonest. I did. Like, too. like, like he never acknowledged what he actually said. Never. It was a lot of regurgitating kind of the gossipy take of it. Oh, he wasn't really mad at me. Yeah. He was mad at her because she slept with this guy. And it's like, uh, like this again, it's like. This and that's is, all conjecture con- and gossip. Again, this this what you this what you got. Yeah. Like you were at ground zero and this is all you have to add mm-hmm. to. Like I joke with with you. It's like um, Jack Nicholson during the court scene at the end of A Few Good Men. 
where it's like, is this all you have? Yes. Like, certainly you have more than this. Yeah. Like, certainly this man's life is not hanging in the balance, and this is all you have. Yeah. I was like, you've had a year. I, I, I Certainly this is not all you have. I agree, because I did spend that last 10 minutes just waiting for, you know, he was going through all the other stuff. Everybody was calling him a bitch and all this other type of stuff. But I was waiting for him to turn inward on him, acknowledge what he said, even if it was from his own perspective. On right. It, you know, but at least acknowledge it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give some credence to some of the feeling that was that was presented out there, mm-hmm. um, it, even if you're only offering commentary to it. So I I did feel like he didn't go inward. Um, and you're right. That is where it is in comedy, because that is the that is what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. They're looking for you to not just be surface level jokes on things. They're looking for that introspection. Um, and if you are actually a skilled comedian, a skilled satirist, you can do that and you can pull that from within. That is the, the genius of Richard Pryor that a lot of people, unfortunately, because they just don't go back in time to watch those specials, they miss, right. you know, he was funny but he was also very introspective. Right, you know? right. Well, again, I think you get to the point where you have to. Yeah, so that, 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 that's our take on Chris Rock. So what else is going on, Lynn? We have emails, Vincent. Ooh, missives from missionaries. Yes, we do. We have an email from Sean Simmons. Hey, what's up, Sean? Longtime fan. Greeting Len and Vince. Before I get to my question, I want to say that it was a pleasure hearing you all on the Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast on Monday. Oh, excellent. Uh, Vincent and I were guests on the very popular podcast, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Uh, It just aired this past Monday. Nice. Noted, so you can go and find that on your podcast catchers, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we were talking about our new podcast series, The Class of 1989, and... We were also reviewing, once again, Driving Miss Daisy. Can you ever review Driving Miss Daisy too much, though? I know you can't. (laughs) Especially surrounded by three other brothers who were just in harmony and synchronicity with you throughout the entire episode. Maybe we'll find some old people to talk about Driving Miss Daisy with you. Maybe Mm. have some soup. Have some soup. Some soup. Or, or are we going to do a show from a graveyard? Right, some toast. <laughs> toast. We'll watch some Matlock. And then we'll talk about that nice driving Miss Daisy. I am mad you said soup and toast. <laughs> Can I continue showing Please email? Please do. Please do. Um, it, it was very cool to see Black Men Can't Jump and the Michelle Mission. They are two of my go-to podcasts weekly, so it was very nice to see that collaboration. Very nice, and we love doing it. You're welcome, Sean. I'm looking forward, he he continues, I'm looking forward to the class of 1989, as I'm sure many are. His question, okay, and I'll post this to you, Vincent. Okay. If you had the same concept of the show, which, if you don't know, we're looking at six films that were released in 1989, and looking at them from a historical and cultural perspective, Mm -hmm. six black films, if we had the same concept but with television shows, okay, what year or time period would you choose 
And could you name some of the shows that you might be interested in doing a deep dive on? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I knew you would like this question, Vince. You want to go first? No, I'm posing it to you, brother. You know what? I am fascinated by that period between the Norman Lear era. Okay, so the... All the family, All the family Jefferson's. Jefferson's good times, that era. Uh huh. In the beginning of the Cosby Show. Hmm. So like two two seven. Amen. Okay. Is what what's happening? Is what's like, happening now? Okay. Oh, what's okay. happening now? What happening now? Okay. Um. Yeah. What else is there? Well, wouldn't um. No. Webster, different strokes. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about Webster. Um, um, you know, I guess facts of life doesn't really count. But Webster's yeah, different strokes, like that weird kind of transitional period mm-hmm. between kind of the prestige slash message shows of the seventies mm-hmm. and like that hardcore. Brandon Tartikoff kind of must-see TV. Must-see TV slash TGIF on ABC. Right. Where, like, you got the Cosby show, and then everybody was sort of responding to the Cosby show. Because that gave you Family Matters. Then you had Family Matters, and then you you had sort of the family-friendly black shows, and then everyone kind of fell lockstep. Yeah. So it was that weird period. That's interesting. Where it was just sort of, sort of wacky stuff. Yeah, because it was, yeah. It, like, it was just weird Because nothing really stands out. Nothing really stands out. It's like the new Odd Couple was on for oh, a year. We don't talk about it. It didn't last a year. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> we don't talk about the new He's the mayor. Yeah, they tried to keep Sanford going. They tried to keep Sanford. Like, they just couldn't figure it out. He's the mayor. Wasn't that um uh, Kevin um Oh, you know, I'm I was thinking of she's the sheriff. Right, 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 with, right. Um Kevin Hooks. Kevin Hooks. He's the mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what was the show where TJ uh what's his name plays the genie? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right, it right. Was a, it was a dumb sitcom. Oh, and the, and, the, and the NAACP got it taken off after like four episodes. Yeah. I can't remember that one. T.K. Carter? It was T.K. Carter. He right. T.K. Carter. He played a genie. And he, he played, played a genie. genie. He played a genie in that one. Oh, I do remember that one. But it was just all this weird shit. Yeah. But man, I I can't I couldn't come up with anything better. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. Because yeah. because what you look at in there is everything's a silly comedy. Is there a black drama? I don't think so. There's none, unless you want to call out maybe fame. Right, right, right. I think um What's the Tim, Tim, um... Tim Reed? What was the Tim Reed show? Frank's Place. Did Frank's Place come on before the Cosby show? Yes. I want to think that came on before the Cosby show. It didn't last. Right. But remember everyone, you know, always said Frank's Place was a show that everybody said that they watched. Nobody watched. But nobody actually watched Nobody it. watched Frank's Place. No. But like Frank's Place? Yeah. Like remember it was just a bunch of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I couldn't come up with another period, but I think an interesting thing might be um, you bringing up Frank's Place. Uh, one of black shows that were 
just never caught on. Okay. But they were good. Because okay. I'm thinking about Frank's Place. And another show that I really enjoyed was, remember, do you remember South Central? I do. A very lo- mm-hmm. uh, young Lorenz Tate. I do. Right after Menace to Society. Yeah. Like, I actually thought that that was a good show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the Gregory Hines show. Wow, I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, the Gregory Hines show. Yeah. So I, that, I think that might be an interesting study. Like, if you could just do, like... Uh, like prestige, yeah, prestige shows that, that never caught on. Uh, under one roof, under one roof. That yeah, because remember, it's it like it was like um, who always because that was real prestige. Under one roof. Oh, was that supposed to be kind of like like a eight is the enough type of deal or something? Was it a drama? It was a drama D. Let me see. It was under one roof. Oh, remember when dramedies were how everybody was trying yeah. to make a dramedy. We're looking right, at Joe Morton and James Earl Jones. It was like Joe Morton, James Earl Jones, Vanessa Bell. What Cowell. year was that? This is 1995. So this is. Oh, that's fairly, yeah. Yeah, but we're. Okay, but, but now, now we're in prestige, prestige thing. Yeah, okay, under one roof. Okay, okay. A multi generational black family lives in Seattle. That's, that's the whole hook. That's all you need. I'm, hey, that's enough for uh, Blue Bloods. Look, look, you had me at Joe Morton and, and Vanessa Bell Calloway and James Earl Jones. And James Earl Jones, Darth yeah, Vader on TV. on TV. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good, too. So, yeah, so, like, the prestige black show that never took off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, Sean. There you go, Sean. Thank you for the uh, email. That's a great email. All right, I so appreciate after that. 1989, you know. Well, no. No, we got other. We got, we got, we, we got, we got your dream project. We got my 12 easy. We'll see, but that is my. We'll see. Okay, so you don't want to. You don't want to put talk. those in the hopper, though. You don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about. It. Okay. All right. He's got this dream project. I do. I, I, I'm ready to go. All right. Him. All right. All right. Thank you, Sean. If you have an email, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to send us a uh, email at michellemission at gmail dot com. That's m i c h e a u x m i w s i o n at gmail dot com. Beth Brown says, yes, South Central. I always feel like I am the only person that remembers that show. I still have my recorded off TV VHS tapes that I can no longer watch. Nice. Nice. Well, Vincent, it is time for the top five. All right. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is where Vincent gets a top five list from me and he offers commentary on it. Now, Vince, yes. I don't know because you weren't here last week. I was not. Last week, uh, our co producer, Mo, hey, Mo, sat in for you. Mm-hmm. And we did an all top five show. All top five all the time. All top five. All How many top fives did you do? I think we did a total of about four. Four top fives. So it was like a top 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. One of the top fives that we did. You should have did five. Then you could have, you could have done five for five. Dude, we like got. If you'd asked me, I'd say, oh, you got to do five. Well, well we did do five for five. First of all, you weren't there. I was uh, right. So right, we right, didn't right, ask. Right, if I was there, you would have done. We'd have done what we right. had scheduled. I could have texted you and said, do five for five. But please continue. One of the top fives mm-hmm. that we did last week was uh, top five black supermen. Okay. Black actors that we thought would work as cast as Superman. Sure. And we had sure. a lot of fun with that. We had Fred Rerun Stubbs was number one. Okay. 
All right. All right. Not black men of all time. Of all time. Right. <laughs> so the late Fred rerun Stubbs right, 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 right. would not count. I wonder if that's on his gravestone. I'm sorry. I could have been Superman. No, rerun. Oh, I bet it's on his gravestone. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm not going <laughs> to... You're getting a new set. You just come up with new tangents. <laughs> anyway, um, so I thought that it might be fun this week okay. to do a top five black Wonder Woman. Okay. Black actresses okay. who could be cast as Wonder Woman. The reason being because Warner Brothers has acknowledged that they are going to be recasting sure. their, their lead roles in their superhero films. Why not? Go black. Hey. I mean. There's at least one person we'll be talking about tonight that could be on that list. Maybe more than one. I said at least. Okay. I didn't know how how far you wanted to go with this. I can go as far as you want, brother. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you the top five black Wonder Woman, starting with number five. Number five. All right. Number five would be. I got the wrong one. Pulling, pulling up in real time here. Number five is, as it comes up, Ella Belinska. Ella Belinska. A name that you're probably not familiar with. She was in the reboot of Charlie's Angels from okay. just a few years ago. And also in the uh, Resident Evil okay. uh, um, series. She's about 24 years old, 5'9". Five, five, okay. Definitely, if they wanted to go the route of casting a a newer unknown sure, person as that Wonder you can Woman, build up, you can yeah. build up with mm-hmm. this is someone that they would go for. She has the look. She um, and she probably is in build similar to Gal Gadot. Okay, currently at, as Wonder Woman, so not super, you know, like cut, but you know, not right unsubstantial at all. Right, right, right. Either okay. So that would be my choice for number five. Okay. All right. I'm not familiar with her work, but I will take your word for it. No. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Number four. Number four is a bit of a is a bit of a reach. Bit of a reach. But I think she could do it. Okay. And this is your girl. My girl. From Altered Carbon, but you know her best. From Hamilton. Oh. Renee Elise Goldsberry. Okay. Now, before you say anything, ladies and gentlemen, I do realize that Renee is an old is older. Okay. Older than 24. She's older than 24. Right, right. Not yes. Old, but older than Not just yeah. right. He's, it's all relative. Yes. But she has the build. Yeah. She has the height. She yeah. has and she most certainly has the acting chops. Has the acting chops. And in Altered Carbon Season 2, I believe it's still available on Netflix. Oh, that's a good question. I hope so. But Netflix is... She proved that she has the action chops. Yeah, yeah. Because she is a beast in that series uh, alongside Anthony Mackie yeah. and uh, Simone Missing. Yeah. And as a stage actress, she has... Like, she's in shape. Yes, like physicality. Shape, like, yeah. like you can imagine doing Hamilton mm-hmm. every night. That's right, because she was in the original right, cast. Right, the shape she had to be mm-hmm. in. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wild card choice, but that could work. It could work. And yeah. and uh, let's keep it real. 
She may be like a, an, an older actress, but she could play 16. I mean, you know. So, I, I, look, I, I would, I, I'm there for Renee. I'm for it. I'm for it, too. I'm for it, too. I'm also for number three. Number three. Who was more popularly known from Titans on HBO Max. Yeah. Anna Diop. Yeah. Well, she's damn near playing Wonder Woman. Isn't she the yeah. Starfire yeah. on Titans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She build, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. height, shape, everything. Good choice. On point, fire. Solid choice. Fire, solid choice, Solid right? choice. And Seems like she should have been in The Woman King. Like, now that you said it, you could see her as like, woman. wow, she should have been in The Woman King. Yeah. 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 Not knocking anybody else in The Woman King. No, 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 no. Just additionally. Yeah. Like, everybody in The Woman King plus Anadia. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fire, right? Yeah. I also like her because, as you'll see as I get along with my choices, now we're getting into a, 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 a darker hue, mm-hmm. you know? And look, let's let's face it. Wonder Woman can also be a darker-skinned woman. Of course. You know? So, Anna Diop would be my number three choice. Number two... Number two... Is along the same vein, Mm -hmm. but... So, she's along the same vein as Anna, but doesn't have as many credits as as Anna. Okay. And that would be Yvonne Orji from Insecure. Interesting. Now, a lot of people may know her because she does comedy, yeah. comedy. So she's big time now leaning in her, into her comedy. Yeah. And actually, what I didn't know is that Insecure was her first real acting. Yes. And I thought she was. I thought she was very good. She's she's fantastic. She's fantastic in it. Yeah. Has the shape, the the height, the the build, everything. Also, I think because of the 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 nature of being a comedian especially a woman comedian mm-hmm. on stage she's got a take no prisoners attitude and ain't here for no f's mm-hmm. you know vibe that comes through in her comedy that i think would um do her well in taking on what would be admittedly a a huge step for her but because she doesn't have all of those acting credits, it's akin to casting a proven unknown in this role. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of physical moments in Insecure. Like any physical comedy she, she did. But but I'm always going to say yes. Hey. Iman Orji. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. All right. And at number one. Number one. Is, of course... Because my girl hasn't shown up yet, so I'm assuming she's going to be number one. Number one, it's not going to happen. Uh, Okay. I know it's not going to happen. Okay. Primarily because she's already been in a Marvel movie. Yes. But. And in a 007 movie. And in a 007 movie. Right, like I said. Right. Go ahead. But. You you say her name, then we go ahead and. I don't care. Yeah. Lashana Lynch. Would be absolutely perfect. She should. She is Wonder Woman. I'm actually annoyed that they burned her as Photon's mother. I know. In Marvel. I know. I know. Even so though there's actually even though I, space for her in the you, you know who she should play. Who? Vixen. Ooh. Like they already burned her in the Marvel universe and Ooh. apparently it's I, I saw someone Vixen. so someone posted that being in a superhero movie 
is sort of like um, jury duty for actors. <laughs> so like when she gets called up for DC, like she should play Vixen. See now, see now, I hadn't even th- put Vixen on the board. Yeah, I, I no. I no. mean, they're not going to cast her as Wonder Woman. And, and the shame of it is, though, is that one of the one of the um, the things that a lot of people don't play up in in the comics about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Some artists do. Is that Wonder Woman as an Amazon? Sure. It makes sense that she is of a like a thicker build. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, the great Darwin Cook. Um, yes. Huge, uh, fantastic um, comic book artist. He was famous for drawing a phenomenal Wonder Woman who was a little bit of, of, of a thicker I don't cut. think it's about the build. They're just not going to cast a black woman. Oh, okay. I know they're not going to. Okay. But but she would fit all of this build. Right. Lashana right. Lynch. Right. You know? Um, you're right. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, but Oh, man. She'd be a great vixen. I don't see... Okay. My only thing about not seeing her as vixen is because I like vixen, but I fell in love with vixen on the Justice League cartoon Mm -hmm. as she was designed by Bruce Tim. Mm -hmm. So I want someone who fits that design. So I I would cast either Anna Diop or Yvonne Orji as vixen. Okay. Um, it, It... Still leaving room for Lashana. I just think Lashana Lynch should work all the time. She should. Yeah. So she should. She should never. She should never. You not know what? Casters Batman. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom goes to dynamite. Warner Brothers, give me a call. I've got lots of ideas. <laughs> you do. You do. You sit by that phone. I just uh, broke YouTube. You sure did, Lashana Lynch. Lynch is your new Batman. There you go. There it, is our TikTok. People moment. had their panties in a bunch over her being 007. But now she's Batman. Now what? Now what? Talk to me. Come see me in these streets. Sitting in the study, <laughs> wearing a smoking jacket, as one does. Bat comes in. Lashana Lynch says, I shall become a bat. Now she's Batman. Now she's Batman. Well, now what? Well, wait a minute. Will she be Batman? No, she'll be Batman. <laughs> she's just going I'm Batman. <laughs> but aren't you? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. But I'm sh- I'm I'm Batman, and then she's going, she's going beat up and cripple <laughs> poor people. Wait a minute. And 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 cripple and poor people. Poor people and people who really need some type of therapy or 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 mental help. She's going to cripple. I mean, that's Batman's thing. He just he just goes out and beats up poor people and people who really need some some kind of help. What movie are you making? I, I mean, is that not who Batman beats up? He just goes out and beating up poor people and and, and and people who need mental help. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying. Whoa, whoa. We... Rich white guy dresses up in sex clothing, goes out, beats up poor people. <laughs> sex clothing. And it's, 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 it's a sex thing. It's clearly a sex thing. We have, but that's a whole different. We have drifted I'm just afar. Saying, I shall become the bat from I'm the Lynch, and now I'm Batman. <laughs> we drifted afar from the. What is in your chair? <laughs> <laughs> Criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. <sighs> okay. All right. 
That's the top five. That's the top, That's the top five. five. That's the top five. I shall become the bat. Okay. <laughs> Alfred, bring me some tea. Arsene, the voice of reason, is saying I need to rein you in. And I, I, I would try. See? 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 And this is why we can't do anything as a people. Robert Monroe Jr. is saying Angela Bassett is Queen Hippolyta. Sure. She's just going to play another queen. I'm just on the challenge is Batman, so now this is your, y'all can do whatever you want now. Okay. I'm assuming you think about Lashawn Lynch is Batman. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, don't think too hard on that because it is time for Six Degrees ah. of Derville Martin. That's the Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent uh, will attempt in six movies or less mm-hmm. to connect an actor that I give him mm-hmm. to that 70s Batman, Derville Martin. Derville Martin. All right, Vincent. Should have played Batman. Yeah, who we got? All right. I've chosen two actresses ah. uh, in acknowledging the movie that we are reviewing, The Woman sure, King. Sure, in this Women's, women's History Month. Exactly. Okay. I've chosen two actresses who have both played queens. Interesting. In previous films. Okay. So, in six movies or less. Six movies or less. Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin to Helen Bottom Carter. Helen Bottom Carter. Yes. Okay. This is how we're going to get to. Helena Bonham Carter, and, and specifically, what Tim Burton movie are we going to get to with her? So this is how we're going to get to her. Oh, we'll have a little fun. And I'm actually going to, it's not a cheat, but but I went this way before and we landed somewhere else. Okay. But I'm going to go the same way. Um, Dervil Martin is in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier. He is. Sidney Portier is in Uptown Saturday Night mm-hmm. with Rosalind Cash. Okay, okay, Rosalind Cash. Rosalind Cash is in The Omega Man with Charlton Heston. Yes. Who's in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes with Helena Bonham Carter? Oh, wow. Boom. Wow. You always forget Charlton Heston's in Planet Apes. I forget Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> As we all should. As we all should. As we all should. So there you go. Oh, very good. Very good, Vincent. I also could have said he's in, um, again, guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier is in The Defiant Ones with Tony... Um, Curtis. Tony Curtis, who is in Some Like It Hot with Jack Lemon. Oh, you finally got Jack Lemon. How you like that? Who is in um, Glengarry Glen Ross with Al Pacino, mm-hmm. who is in Donnie Brasco with um, Johnny Depp. Okay. You're inching close, aren't you? 
I mean, how many is that? Five? Yeah. I should have one more. Yeah. Okay. Well, Johnny and then Depp, Johnny Jepp with the, Andy Tim Burton. Right. One of them Tim Burton gothy movie yeah. hot topic yeah. movies with Helena Burnham Carter. Very good. All right. Very good, Vincent. There you go. All right. All right. So that's in the bottom Carter. Next one I think might be a little tough. A little tough. Who we got? In six movies or less. Six movies or less. Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Two. Two. Nev Campbell. Nev Right, right, because she's just a TV person in my head. And yet, she played a queen. Who'd she play a queen in? Well, that might give it away. All right. Because the only thing I can think of is Scream. Well, she is an actress and was in Scream. Right, right. So so, so I'll, I'll get to her. All right. So Derville Martin mm-hmm. is in. Here you go. I'll, I'll take a a, a a a different route to the same person. So Derville Martin is in Favre on the Black Hand Side with Leonard Jackson. Okay. Leonard Jackson is in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy, who is in Coming to America with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Who is in Kill Bill with Lucy Liu? Mm-hmm. Who's in Charlie's Angels with Drew Barrymore? Okay. Who's in Scream with Neff Campbell? Is that too many? Remember, she gets killed in the beginning. In the of beginning of Scream, she gets killed in the beginning of Scream. Okay. All right. All right. You got there. I did. I did. I think you were going to get there. Uh, you know. I mean, it, I I could have just did. Samuel Jackson to Lucy Liu and Kill Bill. Yeah, true. And then jumped right to Nev Campbell. But you had to flex a little bit. Right, right. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a new set. <laughs> it's a new set. All the stuff was, you know. Very good. Um, just to answer your question, mm-hmm. Nev Campbell played uh, Princess Elizabeth in Churchill, the Hollywood years. <laughs> you just use a lot of words in a sentence, and I didn't. Like, I know it was a sentence and it was English. <laughs> was, was, what was that? Was a movie? Yes. That was in the theaters? Someplace. I was about to say, did you see this? No. Okay. <laughs> I did not see it. All right. But she prayed Princess Elizabeth. I couldn't believe it either. All right. What else has Nev Campbell been in? Has she had a lot of movie work? She's had a uh, uh, fair amount of movies. What uh, else would movie. she have been? You, you said you couldn't tell me because I would have figured it out from that. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You're watching. I'm usually sitting around watching period pieces about Queen Elizabeth's teenage years. I don't know. You're watching habits. I just found out you were colored blonde. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Yes. Starred in Scream. Yes. Yes. Uh, she starred in Scream Two. Yes, the sequel. Um, she was in Scream Three. Electric. Bo- oh wait, I missed my electric boogie window. <laughs> Was it Scream 3D? No, it was just Scream 3. 3D. She was in Scream 4. (laughs) I'm seeing a pattern. Maybe she's the murderer. She's in, she's got a new film that came out just last year. Is it Scream? It's called Scream. (laughs) Scream colon buying my second summer home. (laughs) 
Um, you know, Scream is very rewarding to me as an actress and everything and it's fulfilling. <laughs> she was in a very, uh, she was in Wild Things. You remember Wild Things from like the late 90s? I do remember Wild Things. It was like, you know, that was like the hot and heavy. Yeah, movie yeah, movie. yeah. Um, so she was in that and she was in, I'm trying to think of another movie maybe you saw. Uh, she was in um, Skyscraper. <laughs> with The Rock remember The Rock how is she in that movie I believe she dies okay <laughs> I didn't see Skyscraper I mean I saw the commercial for it so I basically saw it I, but I didn't see it I saw it alright why I was dating someone who loved The Rock <laughs> so I saw Skyscraper so you, so I saw you. San Andreas <laughs> Which was clearly skyscraper. skyscraper. Okay. Yes. All right. Just checking. Yes. I tried to make that argument. All right. Okay. I lost. All right. So, yes. I. You saw skyscraper. I saw skyscraper. But well done, Vincent. Well, thank you, sir. Well done. There you go. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the first part of our show. We're going to take a pause and. Pause for the cause. Get right into our review of The Woman King. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. our kingdom our freedom but we have a weapon they are not prepared for my king the Europeans wish to conquer us they will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs we must fight back for our people. Maneska, you are asking me to take them to war. War. Some things are worth fighting for. Don't know. You are called to join the King's Guard. No kingdom in all of Africa shares this privilege. Train hard, fight harder. We fear no one. And we fear no pain. I offer you a choice. Fight or we die. To be a warrior, you must kill your tears.
The Woman King, a 2022 American historical action drama about the Agoji, the all-female warrior unit that protected the West African kingdom of Dahomey during the 17th to 19th centuries. Set in the 1820s, the film stars Viola Davis as a general who trains the next generation of warriors to fight their enemies. Directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood and written by Dana Stevens based on a story with Maria Bello, besides Davis, the film also starts stars Thuso Mimbidu, Lashana Lynch, and John Boyega. Mm-hmm. This was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, how would you like to begin our conversation about The Woman King? Have you ever heard of a fairly new... Um, <clears throat> term, I guess, for literary or for fiction called critical fabulation? No, 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 please. It is a, a term that uh, ascribes to taking uh, a historical story mm-hmm. or, or, or a piece of history that there is little known about, okay. just pieces, maybe, here and there, right? Okay. But but through the context clues of the pieces that you have and your own critical lens kind of filling in the gaps of the story. Okay. Admittedly, it would still be fiction. Fiction, but there's still a a a, a critique to trying to create that fiction as opposed to just throwing in whatever. Sure, sure. Kind of like Don Cheadle's Miles Davis film. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Right. Excellent. And um, that is a, a a form of storytelling that was only recently introduced to me uh, by a, a friend of mine, uh, Darren Wallace, um, very critical thinker and writer and filmmaker. Um, and in the world of like speculative fiction. Mm-hmm. Which is where I think this movie lives a bit. Okay. This this is like the Woman King is a perfect example of this because this story of the Agoji, there are bits and pieces that are known about this 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 um this tribe of warrior women mm-hmm. who who actually were the guardsmen. For the the homie, um, back during the time of the sl- of the slave trade, mm-hmm. and but outside of knowing their existence, there's little to there's only little bits of conjecture or actual knowledge about them because, unfortunately, as historically known, our history was lost to us. It right, was, it, was, it was just thrown away. Um. This film posits what their civilization, what their world looks like from a 21st century lens point Mm -hmm. of view. And it, in doing so, I think it tries to take the holy fiction 
fictionalized world in world building of something like Black Panther and Wakanda mm-hmm. and tries to um, say, okay, what would that look like in the actual world as much as we can without some of the science fictiony aspects of vibranium and all sure. that type of stuff. Sure. So, um, and in doing that, I think that this movie, which is first and foremost to me, an action movie. Mm-hmm. This is a, a, a solid, straightforward action movie. Some might even argue a bit of a war movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but in doing that, I still think that this is a, a film that, and you kind of like scoffed at it when I was saying it before the cameras went on, still has a bit of a celebratory nature and vibe about it. Because the beauty of it is everything that you're seeing that's happening here, all the backflips, all the hard kicking, all the hard training, all of some of the similar tropes you might see in action films, how, you know, like the the hardened sar- sergeant brings uh, mm-hmm. takes in the new recruit and they become sure. come tight and everything like that. All of that is, is now through the lens of black women. Mm-hmm. Black women allow to be seen in this space and rule it hardcore from the door. And it's just beautiful. Like the first time I watched this movie, I was watching it with a almost like a big smile on my face the whole time. Sure. And the second and third time, the smile was still there, um, even in some of the heavier moments. Mm-hmm. The, the film... That talks about the the woman king. It talks about the the homie who believe in the the legend of the of the of the woman king. The two kings, right, right. man and woman, gods. the twin gods, yeah, and them being equal, right. which is why it's not a king and a queen. No, there's two kings, right. a man and a woman, right. Um, and in doing so, this this um this kingdom is is set to anoint their woman king mm-hmm. and the leading the 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 leading uh, candidate for that um, amongst all of the 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 king's many wives yes is is uh is 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 his chief general Naniska played by Viola Davis um as ladies and gentlemen I promise you you've never seen her no. you think you only think you've seen viola yeah. davis you have not seen viola davis till you've seen her in the woman king um it's fantastic uh just hardcore hardcore role performance by viola davis fast forward to uh young um i always want to call her titsy because that's what <laughs> that's what uh uh, LaShawn Lynch uh, called her. Uh, um, but Thuso Nbido, uh, her character. Yeah. Nawe. 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 She is a young girl who is cast aside from her from her family because she refuses to just be married <laughs> off, especially right. to some old goat looking dude. Right. Like right, just right. not who 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 admits to her father that he's going to beat some discipline into her. Yeah, look, yeah. Uh, and she's like, uh, no, you ain't. 
So she get she gets basically sent to the palace. Well, then, hey, you can just go and be a warrior. Right, She's like, right. well, fine. That's where I wanted to be anyway. I wanted to be a, a one of these great women who are are our our kingdom honor and respect and are don't even feel, you know, uh worthy enough to look at as they pass by us. Mm-hmm. That's who where I want to be. That's who who I want to grow up to. That is my inspiration. That's how Nawi is living. And as all of the other young uh girls in this kingdom, they all look up to the uh the Agoji and want to be part of 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 that order. Sure. And I think it I think it's just um amazing. And in there she is befriended by Lashana Lynch's ca- character. Um you see all of the different um uh, agoji. They each have their own personalities, each has their own look, their own their own vibe. Typical that you would see in almost any war movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the troop as they sure. get together um and they and they battle. You've got those that you you grow to love so that it's uh, almost uh, as heartbreaking when they do take an L. Mm-hmm. There is, of course, a big bad that is built up in this in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, this movie takes place during the time of the slave trade. I think it's interesting, though, that the slave trade, for the most part, becomes a MacGuffin in this movie because it really is a... Because it becomes like this personal fight between Naniska and this general of another warring African tri- African tribe. Yeah. Um, who both kingdoms owing their riches to the slave trade. Right. Only the Dahomey are are conflicted about it. Right. As shown in this movie. As shown, shown in, in the movie. movie. Right. Um, while the the other uh, African kingdoms are like this is how we get down. Right. This is how we get down. This is how we get down. Um, I, I like that kind of interrogation sure. of that, sure. which makes sense when you're you're stitching together their history from from uh, from the 21st century mm-hmm. with what little bits that you have of their of their history. Lest anyone believe this is not a true story. Right. It is not a true right. story. This is a fictionalized story about this real tribe. Right. Um, yet, it is still every bit an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Don't even I don't even mind that because there are some who might say like well maybe they should have uh, done more with the slave trade or or with the you know fighting the white man in this the white man is is not built up as any type of hero in this movie sure. at all um, there actually is an opportunity there's one uh, um, Portuguese man who's kind of like meant to represent the white man mm-hmm. uh, who you could maybe think that they're being a little bit ambivalent about how they're put, putting them up, not necessarily as an evil, kind of like walking the fence. Mm-hmm. But as far as the black people are concerned or the Africans are concerned, once they get an opportunity to be be rid of him, they are rid of him. Oh, like in a, in a quick pass in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, with, with not looking back. There is another young man who we learn has, has come back 
to uh, Dahomey because it, he, his mother. His mother was, right, Dahomey. Was was uh, Dahomey. Um, so he's a biracial man. Because he's biracial because yeah. his mother was, was, rape, was raped by a white man. Um, and that storyline, I don't think really adds much to the movie. It almost feels like something that was put in there and then kind of like, I could almost feel like the editing around it. You're like, all right, we're going to keep aspects of it. It's like the movie Ease. Yeah. That gets in there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but but it's there. And and to be fair, it's the type of thing that you would expect in this type of movie anyway. You know, there's always this kind of like... price you pay for the rest of... For the rest of everything else. And And... For everything else that it gives you, you don't mind. Well, at least I don't mind. Sure, Let me sure. put it that way. Sure. I didn't mind. The performances, Viola Davis, I just shouted out. Uh, Thuso Mbedo is amazing in this movie, having to walk back and forth between her and Lashana Lynch and Viola Davis. Absolutely. And holding her own. Absolutely. And this young actress just brings it. She doesn't mm-hmm. lose it at all. She, you You... She wears her feelings in her eyes. Mm-hmm. They're so soulful. They're so emotional. They're so they're so transparent. Um, yet it it's a lovely performance to see. Um, and as much as people are keeping up Viola Davis, rightfully so, mm-hmm. the MVP of this of this movie is Lashana Lynch. Lashana yeah. Lynch uh, is incredible mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. in every step of the way mm-hmm. in this movie. She is absolutely incredible. Everything, like you said, that they wasted her on her and Marvel is on the table yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, she she just, she when she's not saying anything, you can't take your eyes off her. Yeah. It, it's an amazing performance. And you know who else I want to shout out? And I don't see a lot of people giving um, him his just due. Who? John Boyega. You know, you you know, I got a John Boyega rant locked and loaded, cause I mm-hmm. I really thought he was very very good in this movie. Almost, I had to keep reminding myself that that was the same guy from Star Wars. So yes, I'm going to land on. I am all in. On That's not where I wanted to start, but since you've already pulled it, between Attack the Block. His performance on that episode of Steve McQueen's Small Axe mm-hmm. and this, it is absolutely criminal how John Boyega was wasted in Star Wars. Yeah. Not only is it criminal, it had to be deliberate because John Boyega is so good that you have to stifle him yeah. for it not to come across. Right, right. He's he's excellent in in a role that in a lot of ways is kind of thankless. Mm-hmm. Like he plays, as you say, he plays the king, and and I really don't want to start with the male role in this film with Get it out of the way. fantastic woman perform female performances. But you know, he really could have been a placeholder. Yeah, like a guy who just sort of you you know everyone has to revolve around as a plot device. It doesn't have to be John Boyega. He is intelligent. He is charming. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of wit mm-hmm. in there. You can tell John Boyega, like I suspect a lot of black actors in this age group went out for T'Challa 
and didn't get the role. Mm-hmm. But he kept all that T'Challa in there. Like, like you, it, it's, it's, you, you almost have to talk about Black Panther with the Woman King. Because I you suspect do. just from the business side, this is a film that wouldn't have been made if Black Panther didn't exist. This movie had been in, like... Like in turnaround, right? For years, for years, like, and they could never get a reasonable budget. And it was right. only until Black Panther hit that they actually. You know, got a the budget. elevator pitch is it's the Dora Milaje movie, but for real. Exactly. Like that's the elevator pitch. Exactly. But yeah, John Boyega is fantastic. Speaking of the film itself, though, I have to say, for me, the biggest star of this film, and it's a fantastic. It's actually a masterpiece. To me, the biggest standout is Gina Prince Bythewood. The director. The director. Like, I jotted down a couple of times my shorthand. She is getting her Cecil B. DeMille on. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big film. This is her Spartacus. This is her Malcolm X. This is her... Um, I like that Spartacus. This is her Titanic. Yeah. This, like, yeah. This, this is her Black Panther. Yeah. Like, this is a big film. And I have to say, after watching The Old Guard mm-hmm. on, on Netflix, I saw a side of, of her directing skill that I had never seen before. But in my mind, this, this elevates her. Mm-hmm. Where I don't think you can speak about the great directors of the spectacle. Like, the spectacle without mentioning her name and you know speaking of sort of rant it 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 is it is it is it is just nothing but racism that she wasn't nominated for an academy award I know. for directing this film the battle scenes mm. the depictions of the Dahom- the Dahomey kingdom the depiction of the port where the enslaved africans are taken mhm the depiction of the Agobi camp, the all-women camp, her sense of place. Y- you know, like, like there, there are these wonderful scenes, you know, the flashback where they show Viola Davis's character yeah. having a baby and the way it's lit differently. The shot of the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many, just from the technical part, where as a director, she masterfully puts together these images. And you know where you are spatially every time. The battles that she directs action so well. It, you don't ever lose sight of where you are in the, in the fight. I said Spartacus, but you know what I really jotted down? My favorite Kurosawa film. You know, I like, you know, I'm I'm like, the, you know, oh, you know, I like Seven Samurai. I like it. But, you know, I'm a Ron man. I'm about to say Ron, right? I was like, this is like Ron. Like she, like the direction of these battles mm-hmm. is masterful. It's great. Everything you said about the performances, I can't add, like, like Viola Davis is, is magnificent. Lashana Lynch is magnificent. Do so in, in Bidu. As you said, acting against these folks are fantastic. The scene where she's in the bathhouse with Viola Davis, as Viola Davis, uh, Naniska, is revealing to her that she is her daughter. Mm -hmm. And the look on her face as she's taking that in is, is, it's, it's amazing. Back to the direction. 
the quiet moments mm-hmm. are 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 amazing. I mean, again, you have you have Viola Davis, like you have Viola Davis in your toolbox, and you, like this is a wonderful partnership. Yeah, of Gina Prince Bythewood and Viola Davis. Um, you know, as you said, as historical fiction, people have taken issue with this film, and and certainly. I, I've, you know, I think people way more qualified than us have spoken on the historical accuracy of it. Mm. And I'll leave that to the missionaries to be because it's been some really fascinating conversation around the historical accuracy of it. Yeah, and I don't dig it, man. I mean, you had to dig it because I'm calling BS on a lot of those people, man. Okay, okay, easy. We're talking about people who actually do this for a living. Like, we don't have to like it, but, you know. We just don't know what they like. Like these are historians. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well, okay. Yes, the historians. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, having said that, fair enough. I do think you have these really fascinating conversations in this film around the context of how these kingdoms kind of got caught in this cycle. Of selling people, and yeah. and and the way they frame it is it 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 becomes an arms race mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where whether you want to or not, this is the product that these Europeans who have the guns, who have the money, want. Right, and you have you, you know I thought I thought the most telling exchange there there's a moment where 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 the big bad Oba. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, representing a kingdom, a rival kingdom, the the Oya, the Oya, and and he is telling the Portuguese. Well, actually, it starts with the Portuguese captain, and the Portuguese captain is talking about we're on a deadline because you know the the English are out in the water and we are in conflict with the English. And Oba says to him, basically, I don't really care about, about your conflict about your conflict. Like, I have my own thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about what's going on with the Oyo and the Daomi. And the Portuguese captain says the same thing. I don't care what's going on with your people. So what you realize is that certainly, you know, certainly in the 21st century, when we talk about selling human beings, this is abhorrent and, and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And 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 they capture this moment where, where again, whether it's the Dahomey who have come to this conclusion or not, once you get to the, you know, like I know enough about history that once you get to the mid 1800s, this is like, this starts to be a conversation on the continent where, where they're like, this, this is no good. But again, because slavery is starting to become outlawed in, in Europe, it's starting to become outlawed in Europe. And again, Whereas I'm saying, I'm just selling my enemies. They see all of us as there is no distinction to feed the machine, so exactly. that this is some. But but again, my rivals are engaged in it, and and they're getting guns mm-hmm. and all of this and these supplies. I need guns and supplies, so that I like the way within the context of the film they deal with it. They talk about it. See, I'm I'm actually very happy uh, that you said that because um, full disclosure and not necessarily trying to put you on the spot, Mm-mm. but when the film came out, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I I went and saw it, loved the movie. Yes. And you were very, you know, animate, like, personally, behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, ambivalent about seeing the movie. I, I was. And I, I was, was trying to tell you, I said, there's a little bit of context that you might well, appreciate. I think you you have to... I think you have to treat it, frankly, like historical fiction, mm-hmm. which none of it is true. Right. Like none of the, like, like, like none of this, like, like the vast majority of, of these historical fictions take liberties. They, 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 they engage in shortcuts. Exactly. This, that, and the other. And, and it's a version of the Jaws rule. You know, our Jaws rule, which it's probably time to... So those of you who don't know Jaws, based on a Peter Benchley novel um, about Jaws, you know, this shark in the novel, the shark, after it destroys the boat, swims away. Right. Steven Spielberg makes Jaws, says that he doesn't want to end the film like that. So he comes up with the conceit, spoiler for a movie that, frankly, if you haven't seen it, you should have seen it. Yes. The shark bites a scuba tank. And blows up. And blows up. Well, this was in the 70s before they had technical consultants, apparently. And in between Steven Spielberg making the film and then showing the film, he realized or he learned scuba tanks don't blow up like that. (laughs) Right. So he had this test showing with scuba divers, oceanographers, people who actually know about this, who apparently he didn't talk to before he made the movie. They didn't do these things. And he was concerned that they would say, this is ridiculous. Scuba tanks don't do this. But as everyone knows who's seen Jaws, Jaws is so good that when it got to the point where the scuba tank blew up and everyone in this audience knows scuba tanks don't do that. They were so engrossed in the film. They were so taken in by the film that they cheered and they loved Jaws. So since then, this is an old Michelle Mission rule. It's like the Jaws rule. If a film is good enough, you grant it certain liberties. Exactly. And I think this film is good enough. It is. Now, I will say, I know people, and you know, frankly, I know some some historians, and and they they get really about this, and and you know, I I, I think that's fair. I mean, it's fair, you but know, like I, I said, the, the movie doesn't posit itself. It doesn't come off as saying that this is a true story. Right. It's take it's 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 historical fiction, cre- critical fantabulation, well, speculative know, fiction. I, if I you think will. part of it might have been the advertising for it. Like, like you know, I I think you know, as you I said, you. this has been in in development for years. Certainly, uh, during the Black Panther moment. Mm-hmm. There were lots of people saying, well, you know, the Dormelage are based on the Agoji. The Right, right. The Dahomey Amazons. Like, I just remember hearing the Dahomey yeah, Amazons. Yeah. Like, everybody talked about the Dahomey Amazons. And then, you know, you see those old black and white pictures of a sister holding a spear. And so, you know, I think that was part of it. Oh, yeah. As yeah. well. But this is not a history podcast. It's not a history podcast. This is a film podcast. This is a film podcast. And as a film this is a hell of a film. Yo, boy. It's a thing. hell of a... F- you know who my favorite little side character was? Like, you know the spinoff that I wanted? Uh-oh. We've talked about... so so The Queen? You know I love Shantae. <laughs> you know I love Shantae. So John Boyega, who is the king, 
has many wives. Many. Many wives. In many. fact, my favorite little John Boyega scene was when he walked past all his... Yeah, all of them. Hello, my love. Hello, hello my, my love. love. Hello, my love. Hello. Love, hello. Love, hello. <laughs> I said, boy, John Boyega is in his world right now. Y'all want me to do what? <laughs> anyway, he has a queen who is vying for ultimate queendom, basically. Shantae. And I love the contrast. That's her name. I know, right? <laughs> but I love the contrast of Shantae work like this palace intrigue mm -hmm. that is kind of this very, very side narrative that's happening. It's like Shantae and the very effeminate eunuch advisor mm -hmm. have this thing going on right off camera. Yeah. Like every yeah. now and then Shantae pops in and she has on like her little stuff. And then she goes off in this Woman King stuff. And I really was like, I wonder what Shantae's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, 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 but I but I like that the movie doesn't really go there. No, right. Because well, it's, it's not that movie. The average movie would have gone there right. for that whole intrigue. Because there's a moment where Naniska has got like a little bit of a back and forth with probably like the closest um, man mm -hmm. uh, soldier or what have mm -hmm. you. Um, or on the council, um, the closest in 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 stature with her, right? And they've got like a little back and forth between them, right? And you could almost see the setup was like, oh, he's going to turn on her or something like that. Sure. But then later, when you see that she needs everybody, who was right there? That's right. It's him, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, it's all about the respect between the two of them. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I love that li little insight there. Right, which right. Is really dope. And then you mentioned Malik, and, and you can tell Malik had, because he's sort of the oh, love. Malik. He's the, like kind of the that's love. That's the, the... He's kind of the quasi-love interest. The biracial guy. Right, yeah. right. And I love the fact that every now and then, Malik just has to take his shirt off to remind you that he's the quasi-love interest. Yeah. Now... <laughs> And then he takes off his shirt and he's like, oh, right, right, He's right. the love interest. Right, right, right. He's the love interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, got, he's got to do the... Uh, right, right. Who's, who's the guy that used to be on all the, the, the book covers? <laughs> right, the Fabio. Fabio. Right, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got the long hair. He's got like this he's got hair. long hair. He's got this hair. <laughs> and he's got this protruding chest. Right, right, out right. Of his shirt. Just, just periodically in the film, he just takes his shirt off. Yeah. Right. And so... So, you know, he, he's Fabro. He's Fabro. <laughs> Very nice. Just a set. All right. So, ask so, your question. I mean, would you recommend this? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting you were talking about this as the Spartacus. And I was thinking about two movies. One that tries to pose itself as a true story and it's far from it mm -hmm. and another that kind of walks in that in, in those lanes but it, i don't think it, it hits it on it it doesn't say that mm -hmm. it's a true story and i was thinking about um gladiator which kind of walks in I, those lanes but it doesn't say it's I a true to, story I, I meant to mention gladiator it doesn't yeah. say it's a true story at all mm -hmm. but then i was also thinking about braveheart which yeah. does present itself as a true story and there is nothing. Lots of inaccuracies in Braveheart. There is there is yeah. no more inaccurate movie yeah. than Braveheart. But a great movie. 
Yes, I, I can't not get it. Oh my goodness! You no, like I did love the movie. I, 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 I did. I absolutely loved the movie. I, I did love the movie. I guess I don't like the idea of just being a curmudgeon. No, no, no. Oh. I love the movie. I just don't like how much he massaged the legend in there. I mean, like he took people from different, like, like twenty years later, <laughs> and put them in the movie. Thomas Edison, do you have my weapons? <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why's he got a lightsaber? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm with it. Let me call Amelia Earhart for air coverage. Air coverage. Like, I don't know if <laughs> were there iPhones? Were there, where did they really? Did he just call her on an iPhone? When I'm here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Make an allowance. But no, I a- absolutely would recommend The Woman King. People should see The Woman King. Um, it's must-seeing. It is a great action movie, first and foremost. So don't yeah. go into there thinking like, you know, oh, it's a woman movie. It's a black movie. This is a great action movie, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And and and, and I'll end where I started. I, I think... Gina Prince Bythewood should be in any conversation about these master filmmakers mm-hmm. at this point, be- because it really, uh, again, just, you know, I don't know if big movies are harder to make than small oh. movies. I mean, it seems like just technically and just the logistics of it, yeah. it would be harder to mm-hmm. make. But as someone who just watches movies, like I'm always impressed by the big movie. And, and you know, and the, like I said, it's sort of the Cecil B. mill thing. Like, like just a big, wow, you made a big movie. And this is a well-done, well-crafted spectacle mm-hmm. of a film. Yes, absolutely. That also has these wonderful small mo- small intimate moments mm-hmm. that are done just as well which frankly we knew she could do that yeah, like, like you knew Gina Prince Bythewood could do that you know like I said I think many of us I don't think I was alone in 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 being impressed with her action film chops when when she made the old guard yeah a couple of years ago on Netflix but but this this is this is a quantum leap oh yeah this is a quantum leap past any of her other films as far as from that technical level mm-hmm. so just for that I think it's worth seeing and then as you said the performances are amazing um I don't know why Lashana Lynch isn't the biggest star in the world I don't know why John Boyega isn't spoken of with Jonathan Majors I was going to say and Michael B. Jordan and Aldous Hodges, like there's no reason Jonathan Bo- John Boyega shouldn't be spoken of the same way. And I'll be interested to see what uh, next for uh, Thiso Mbido. Yeah, I'll yeah. be very interested yeah. to see what's next for her. Yeah, and Viola Davis continues to be Viola Davis. She does so. And we will return to the world of Viola Davis later on this month, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But before we tell you what we're going to review next week, I invite you to check out the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. You can go to 
Com and hit swag and check out all of the cool designs and gifts that we have available for you by way of our good friends at T Public. You can also email the Michelle Mission at Michelle Mission at gmail.com. You can also give us a call. We've got a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah. We're real multimedia over here. 215 867 9666. Tell Vincent Lemon. Call me now. Because <laughs> now we're like actually on. Call me now. No, because then they'll try calling while we're on the show. <laughs> we don't want that. We, we don't, don't want don't we don't have a phone here. A, so one thing, they don't have phones in Manny out. So don't don't it's the phone. No. No. Do you remember because you're a little older than me? But Thank do, you. No, 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 no. But how old were you when they came up with the long cords? <laughs> Do you remember the long, where, where they came up with the long cords? My girlfriend would say I was 20. And it but changed I was, the game? I was probably, it, it, I, yeah, it's it about. Because, like, then your mother had much more reach. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. the long, she had the long cord. Oh, yeah. I remember you had to change, change the cord. You had, on you our, had to change the we cord. We changed the cord on our kitchen phone. Yeah. And now the phone could stretch across the entire kitchen. I, I remember being a kid. It was like, oh, she got the long cord. Mm-hmm. So, like, like your your range of behavior mm-hmm. wasn't what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But then that long cord would sometimes then get all crinkled Yeah, get all, get all tangled up. And then it up. don't stretch anymore. Right, right. So and then so snap back. We need one of those phones. We don't need we don't. no. <laughs> Please continue. Where was I? <laughs> Follow the Be Show Mission. They're gonna kick us out. Follow the Be Show Mission. Ladies and gentlemen, on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, at Me Show Mission. Find us on YouTube and subscribe. Subscribe to the Me Show Mission on, on YouTube, at Me Show Mission. Um, and don't forget that Me Show Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network. The Podglomerate. We make podcasts work. All right? All right. All right. Next week, ladies and gentlemen. Aha. It's my choice again. As we return to another action movie, Vincent. <laughs> it is. It's an action movie. Go sell it. Go ahead. It's it's speculative fiction. Yeah, go ahead. It's historic, yeah, speculative go ahead. action fiction starring a friend of the show. I guess he is one of the stars. He's one of the stars. Omar Omar Dorsey yeah. is in this film alongside the lead, Cynthia Arrivo. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of time for Cynthia Revo. Top five. Uh, in Harriet. Harriet. Next week here on the Show Mission. Yes. It yes. promises to be good as we continue a celebration of women in Women's History Month here on the Show Mission. Until next week, he's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs>